Talk hard and enjoy the mindgasm. The intellectual podcast starts now. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Intellectual Podcast. I'm your host, David S. Dawson. It has been a very long time since we've podcasted. I apologize for the nearly year-long hiatus. Um, but at the end of pandemic, I think everybody understood I needed a bit of a break and a chance to kind of recharge and settle in a little bit and figure out exactly what I want to do with the podcast. I still haven't figured that out. However, this summer, uh, the film that I was working on right before all the lockdowns began, Kung Fu Ghost has been released in the U.S. and Canada. It's a currently available on all sorts of video on demand platforms, and I believe is coming out on DVD this coming Tuesday. So be on the lookout for that if you haven't already caught it on the streaming services. Uh, today, I'm going to chat with one of my co-stars, Mr. Rene Fernandez, and uh get a little bit of history on my co-star co and, and a little uh, behind-the-scenes chat about the making of Kung Fu Ghost. Hey, Renee, how you doing? Hi. So um, before we get into talking about Kung Fu Ghost a little bit, um, you've got one of the larger acting pedigrees of our cast. Um, do you want to give us a little background on your history as an actor? No. <laughs> yeah um, you're either uh very petulant or very humble i can't decide which sir <laughs> we'll, we'll make that choice later uh i've been doing this since oh my gosh uh 1987 i started out in a uh the one of the first california lottery commercials oh right. uh, as an actor and and then uh moved on to bigger and better things uh general hospital santa barbara uh, three CBS movies of the week, um, you know, we're, um, working with such stars as uh, Dennis Farina, mm -hmm. uh, Elizabeth Montgomery, the cast of Silk Stockings that was shot here in San Diego years ago. Um, um, uh, I guess the list goes on. Unso Unsolved Mysteries. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, Unsolved Mysteries was the one that actually, you know, actually that... Uh, was the only competitor in terms of being broadcast all throughout the world uh, next to Kung Fu Ghost. I've never had my voice in, in Russian or in, you know, in Egyptian languages and Arab languages and whatnot. Technically speaking, we've not gotten that distribution yet. That's the pirate world. Oh, <laughs> I didn't get that memo. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, apparently Kung Fu Ghost is, is uh, doing a really great job of being pirated around the world, which I guess is a good thing. It means people want to see it. So, um, yeah. you know, they can't wait for the actual release. So much so that the Russians literally redubbed the movie. Um, Something about so. a girl kicking butt. I don't know. <laughs> really gets to them. <laughs> Uh, it's so funny. So you, you, you did a whole lot of acting for a long time there, but you, you did take some time off from acting, I, I guess. I did. I did. I turned it. I, I had, I got married I, and I had four kids. I don't recommend it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it's a, it's a tough scene to, to, to be a parent. I mean, it's, you know, it, it, it's not that it more teaches you more than you teach it you know it's uh yeah. is it's it's a 
a lot of responsibility and uh it's um it has its you know it's great and, and it has its great moments and it's really tough uh and some other moments and uh but now you know my my youngest is now 18 moving on to college and and uh i think um it's and that's an amazing thing it's like the the other three older ones um they're in college right now mm. but just here nearby my youngest chooses a college way out there atlanta georgia and so <laughs> that's like what you're going where <laughs> what's it's happening? like a whole other world <laughs> it is it is and it's just hard to watch that happen you're like you're just 18 you know so it's you know it has it's handful of uh, responsibilities but you know i'm back doing stuff i, I this was a, kind of a surprise for me i i um i started out as an as an acting coach um i did a lot of coaching for multiple other people um uh, i was hired on as an acting coach and then one of the cast members of kung fu ghost did not show up or couldn't couldn't make it and so, you know, uh, Jennifer, the lead, said, Renee, you got to do this for me. I, I, I have nobody else. You have to do this. And I'm like, I, I wasn't prepared at all. I mean, I read most of the script and the rest of the bit, you know, I just kind of like looked at you going, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I remember when... Uh... I remember when Jennifer said that you were the acting coach mm -hmm. and we met up to uh, to do our first kind of like run through some of the scenes. I was like, hey, you're not an actor. You're a singer. I know you. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I actually knew you from one of the other things that you do, which is which is your singing life and your uh, your singing career, because um, we have, have a mutual friend who uh, plays trumpet and we kind of met through that. Yeah. That's right, Paul Seaforth. Uh, I, was, mm -hmm. uh, I was giving him some advice to, hey, your next album should be Paul Seaforth as Seaforth and so on. So, <laughs> so uh, he didn't quite go for that. So, uh, yeah, Paul Seaforth, great guy to work with. He's an amazing. He's got a, a recording studio, and I worked with him in his recording studio, and we, we I learned so much out of just doing that and working with him. Uh, uh, on, a, on a few songs and a few couple of gigs. Uh, terrific guy. Um, amazing time. I work as, as a musician. Um, I kind of, it, it kind of ignited right at, as the pandemic was hitting. I, mm -hmm. I, I've done some stuff before that. I was working, uh, I was doing some stuff as a, working with a jazz ensemble. Right. Uh, working with uh, this and that, you know, just feeling out the avenues and see, you know, where I could fit. And then I just kind of stepped out of there because it just wasn't working anymore. And I started doing stuff on my own. Um, and then I found myself working with the drummer of Earth, Wind and Fire, Mr. John Paris. And as the pandemic struck, was it really March, what, 2019 or 20, whatever it was? I forgot what year that was. March 2020. That's Same it. month we shot Kung Fu Ghost. That's it. Yeah. And then August came around. I said, I worked, I, that's when I was at Paula Casino with the drummer of Earth, Wind, and Fire. And then another gig came up two months later at the same location. And then I started doing more things uh, on my own, my own band members and my own thing. Uh, there was nothing 
a lot of people, a lot of artists, uh, musicians included, and uh, actors weren't doing anything. The, the pandemic right. shut down everything. Yeah. So um, uh, luckily I got this thing and it worked out great. Um, you know, I love music. I've been, in, I've been in music since I was in the sixth grade. You know, six, I don't know, years ago. Uh, I was a trombone player. I started out as a trombone player. In oh, nice. Yeah. And I my, played in my, uh, my nephew, my, my third nephew just started playing the trombone in the band. Hey, so stick with it. It can be, you know, it's habitual. It's, it's, it's like the best drug that's, you know, legal. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's such a high, I, I still do gigs all throughout San Diego and it's, uh, it's just, it's kind of an instrument I can't put down. Yeah, yeah, you know, you just got to do it. Um, it. There's an opportunity. There's payment. I'm like, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> um, on your on your music side, is it is it jazz predominantly that you like to sing? Uh, no, I've done some jazz. I do some here and there, mostly R and B, some old school, some uh, you know, ballads, uh, some Latin, uh, nice. Spanish, um, sorta. <laughs> Um, uh, stuff like that. It, it, it's, it, it's, it's a, it's a big variety. Well, that's very cool. So when we made the decision to turn you into the big bad of Kung Fu ghost, um, mm -hmm. which by the way, what, what's your character's name? What's his background? His name is Warren. Warren was a, was a guy involved uh, way back when he didn't age. You know, when he's, he was also involved with the star, the grandfather. You know, his name was always Grandpa. I never I forget what his name was. In the ne we never, we never revealed never. the name of Grandpa. It's always Grandpa. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> that guy. So, he was Lucky you, you didn't age. You didn't have to sit in the makeup chair as long as I did every day. I know. They did a great job with your stuff. I mean, it was amazing. <laughs> she did a really good job. And you know that that the 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 one setting that, you know, I think I think the production was really lucky that you had your own cameras and your own equipment to help out on that. And in that you brought it with you and we we shot that scene out there by the lake in the muddy water and and we're up to our ankles in mud that was yeah, a lot of the the, the vietnam scene yeah and my buddy yeah. daniel played the uh played the the young man who uh who got burned and was dying in my arms at the beginning of it yeah what a, what a trooper he was right like yeah had sure francia was. cohen do all that you know melted face makeup on the side of his face wow. and then he just laid in the mud for like an hour i know i know he actually was, fell asleep was, in my arms <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Is it, "Are we done yet? Is it break time? What's the hamburgers at?" Everybody's like, "Is Daniel okay?" I'm like, "Yeah, no, he's sleeping." <laughs> yeah, with his facial asada. <laughs> yeah, he's not dead. He's just napping. <laughs> yeah. Union. Yeah, that was a that was a fun day uh, going on location and shooting that mm -hmm. and getting getting out because because um, it was really kind of like the only like remote location shoot that our characters had the rest of the time we spent mostly in that one house. Uh -huh. um, so it was nice to kind of get out and do something different. Yeah. 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 Very interesting. Very cool. What, um, 
what for you is the process of finding a character? Like how, how do, how do you go about, you know, personifying a person who is not yourself? Mm -hmm. uh, what, what is your process? Um, you kind of, you know, it's just, it's reading the whole thing. Um, it, it, you know, as, it, and as much as you read the whole script, you can also pick up more things going through each scene. Right. Each scene almost uh, solidifies the, the, the character as it grows and as the story comes to a pinnacle. Um, you get to understand it deeper. You can't exactly make any decisions based on just reading the entire script. Um, uh, I know, I know we were pressed for time and we didn't have to do a table read. That would have been better. We're just like, here, take it and right. run with it. And so I, you know, I did what I could, but, um, I think going through each scene and, 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 uh, you know, what other, the other characters were saying about Warren, uh, the character I played and the other, and, and who I was, um, you know, I, I've, I've worked with a lot of, I don't want to say jerks <laughs> and I can kind of take on their persona and, their, and it's, and it's, you know, because I'm not a jerk, I've, I've taken some de jerk stuff. <laughs> I, I, I'm not, it, it's, it's hard for me to step into those shoes, but I yeah. you know, kind of understand. And that's, that's just part of, uh, getting into that you're exposed to all kinds of people in this world in this yeah. life you just have to soak it in and it, and it comes to you and you have to grab from that uh, your experiences in life is what helps you uh as an actor as well yeah yeah i know for me the kind of emotional throughput between grandpa's character and warren um it became something deeper for me after we shot the the scene in Vietnam yeah, um, where we kind of really got to explore that history between your character and my character and Noah Sargent's character of William. Mm -hmm. um, like I, even though I'd read the scene and I'd understood how the script kind of flowed, that emotional undercurrent of what that scene meant to all three of these characters didn't really hit me until we were standing in the mud mm -hmm. and going through that together and and then yeah. after that like the betrayal made way more sense to me um mm -hmm. and i think that's the beauty of acting right like is is you've get the you, you get to read the script and you get one impression of the script but then when you're on set you get to see and feel the impression of that script from the other actors that you're interacting with and then that continues to feed and and inform how you view your own character in this in that situation and within the context of the of the whole film um so i i, I love the process it, it's always like a every day is a new discovery of something else with your character right like exactly exactly i can identify with what you just said it's very astute and and, and right to the point and 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 well described um uh, I, i'm formerly a chef I was a chef for 13 years and, um, and you know, life kind of molds you and helps you yeah. and, and everything you do and all your experiences and in describing, you know, reaching for characters and what, how I jump into a character and so forth is, is, is somewhat the, what you just described 
in the way I cook, let's say it's a, it's a chicken stock, you know, every ingredient, every element plays a part in the mm -hmm. final production. Right. And, it, and you can't put them in all at the same time. You put them in in certain times for it to come to that uh, fruition of a final um, flavor, if you will. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, it's one of the things that I love about um, film and theater for me, like in terms of art, mm -hmm. they are the most collaborative art forms I can think of because you can't do a major production without a lot of people uh, adding to the mix. Right. You can do a one man play, but even a one man play has still got sound designers and costume designers and, mm. you know, lighting designers who, who bring their talents to that one man production. Right. Like um, yeah. it's a very, very rare thing in film or theater where a single person brings the vision to the masses. Mm -hmm. And I, I really love that collaboration. I love that that ability to to be influenced by the art and the passion of others. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I was super excited when I realized you were actually going to play Warren, um, because you do have, um, like I said, one of the kind of deeper acting histories, uh, amongst the San Diego community. And I was really, uh, was really looking forward to getting in there and having a chance to work with you. And then when it really came down to it, we didn't have a whole lot of scenes together. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I don't know what it was, but it like, it felt like when I read the script, like there was a whole lot more interaction between us. And then in, in the day we ended up only interacting on what, two shooting days, yeah, three two, shooting days, two or three, something like that. You were there a number of days to, you know, kind of assist with, with acting, uh, coaching but mm -hmm. but our actual interplay with one another on set ended up only being a couple of days but again really memorable days especially that day in vietnam yeah yeah that was amazing the effects the everything i was just um, it, it felt like you were there it, you know like not you yourself but uh you know your character's more involved with the setting you know the smoke the 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 mud the the, the makeup really makes you feel, you know, you cannot help but absorb what is happening. And, and that kind of shapes your character, that, that, the, the unplanned things. That right. We can't yeah. Like the it. fact I couldn't get back up out of the mud. Yeah. <laughs> like, Renee, I'm going to need you to pick me up. <laughs> needed a crowbar there. <laughs> <laughs> I kept getting stuck, remember? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know that, that that mud noise your foot gets into. <laughs> well, and I had I had the bum knee at the time too, so like That's that right. that further complicated my ability to even battle that mud to get back up. Oh. Um, yeah, <laughs> who knew that uh, yeah. it would be such a difficult thing just to stand up? <laughs> yeah, it was, you know another factor is it's good to play this character because. Uh, I've had a, uh, as someone that has a Hispanic background, um, you're offered a lot of parts, you know, as a Latino, uh, not yourself, but myself. Um, uh, and the, and the, and the, it, it's hard to do because I'm, I'm not that Latino. 
you know, <laughs> right. even though I'm, even though I'm Mexican, uh, Mexican descent, I, I, you know, I was born in Lincoln, Nebraska, of all places. I was born in Pocatello, Idaho. I totally understand. Pocatello, Idaho. So, you know, and that's what's interesting is, you know, you are half Filipino mm -hmm. um, and you're playing this Asian character. Yeah. And, but, you know, there may be a conflict because the world has this dilemma of some people will accept that as you as you playing this character and the other part of the world does not because you're they don't like is this guy asian or is he not you know right. it's always that question you know I, I i didn't have i didn't have to play that dilemma per se in this character i was just warren right they, yeah. nobody questioned i was latino I, nobody questioned i was hispanic you know uh, uh i remember um auditioning for a Dr. Pepper commercial, um, 20 years ago plus, you know, and here I am walking into this audition room. I'm six foot two and all these other guys are like way down there. And then, you know, they're, they're like, see me, ho, tomamos some Dr. Pepper. And I'm like, and way up there, see puppy, por que no? <laughs> and then, you know, it just didn't go. Yeah. It didn't yeah. Flow, you know, and I've went through numerous, uh, Hispanic auditions that just 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 didn't work, right? And, it, and I and I and I was glad to finally get a uh, um, a part where I that wasn't a focus. Um, um, you know, it's a it's it's, it's I, I I played policemen before a lot of policemen always law enforcement. I think I've had about six roles as a policeman. And then, you know, then this one comes around. That's, that's very, and it's very interesting. Yeah. So it's, it's good to step out of that, you know, and yeah. be, you know, who I already was as someone here in America and not have to worry about the dilemma of being Hispanic or the world is going to look at, you know, okay, well, is this guy Latino? Is he, you know, is it, you know, is he Latino enough? Is he, you know, that kind of dilemma. And I, I just wanted to get away from that. And it's good to get away from that. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. Cause I had the complete opposite experience on this film. Um, yeah. within 24 hours of the release of Kung Fu ghost, um, coping with a lot of uh, internet uh, folks, you know, claiming that I was a white guy in yellow face and, uh, yeah. you know, and it's insulting. In a, um, yeah, yeah, it was incredibly painful because um, it is something we talked about in the casting, mm -hmm. you know, and mm -hmm. I, I said to Jennifer, I was like, you know, I am half white. Mm -hmm. She says, yeah, but you're also half Filipino. So, yeah. you know, you're, you're Asian. Like, I was like, okay, if you're comfortable with that, then I'm comfortable too. And we'll, we'll roll forward, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but I, I know in the back of my mind, it was always there because, you know, representation is important to me yeah. as a person of color yeah. <laughs> and as a person who's half white, because I have mm -hmm. in fact experienced both sides of the racism coin. Oh yeah. Um, and and it's been it's been a difficult thing to come to terms with over my life and and i know a lot of people who've seen kung fu ghost and they watched me in uh panic at park um which we also shot just before pandemic mm -hmm. like i was starting to move into more acting before pandemic hit mm -hmm. and I, i've gotten a lot of people 
coming up to me, especially at like the San Diego Film Awards just last week, saying, you know, you're really natural as an actor. I had no idea that you could act. You know, I always thought you were a behind the scenes kind of guy. Like we're just acting. You know, and I was like, well, um, I love acting. I minored in acting in college and, mm -hmm. and I minored in acting in college, not because I didn't want to be a acting major, but because yeah. I didn't see myself in film. I didn't see myself on stage. I'm half mm -hmm. white, but I'm not white, you know, like yeah. it's, it's distinctively not white mm -hmm. you know and mm -hmm. and to be fair my 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 filipino heritage is is a bit hispanic as well you know mm -hmm. so I, I do have a very hispanic kind of look and and i just i just never saw myself in any of the roles that i could audition for 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 stage or or mm -hmm. or, or for film and and i just i just kind of shied away from going down that path for a long time Mm -hmm. And and I didn't think consciously about it. It just happened, right? Mm -hmm. I just avoided acting because I didn't see myself. And then I started doing these roles and saying, you know, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm mid-40s now, pushing 50. Like, if I want to act, I'm going to act. Like, to hell with yeah. anybody else's thoughts, you know? <laughs> you know? And, like, right. so I started going for roles. And when Pandemic hit and Disney Plus put out Hamilton, Mm -hmm. I was, I remember sitting with my, at the time, 10 year old nephew and we were watching Hamilton and he was just enamored with, with that stage production. And yeah. I remember when, uh, the gentleman who played George Washington in that started singing, um, you know, history has its eyes on you. And like, I really identified with him on the, in that movie and mm -hmm. i and i couldn't figure out why until my nephew turns to me at one point and says you know uncle bubba he looks like you mm -hmm. and yeah if i shave my head and whatnot like we have pretty similar look you know and at the time yeah. i had a shaved head so it was really easy for my nephew to make the connection and i was like hot damn uh -huh. there i am i'm on stage yeah. i can see that I could, I could see a younger me playing that, that role. Yeah. How important is it that I didn't see that for myself when I was younger mm -hmm. because I didn't see other people who looked like me in those sorts of roles playing a character like George Washington. True. You know, that's a very white character to play. And, yeah. and it's one of the things I loved about Hamilton. It was just kind of like to hell with the fact that they're all white. Mm -hmm. we're going to put good actors in the parts period yeah. Yeah. you know people who, who, very good. who can perform people who can bring gravitas and and in the end like as much as i love the idea of representation and making sure that people see themselves on screen i also kind of feel like some characters could just be played by anybody right yeah like, and I get grandpa is a very Asian character in a very Asian style film. So he should be Asian, which is why I had those conversations with Jen ahead of time. Mm -hmm. But like getting to your point about Warren, I think it was great that Warren was not a, you know, average looking white dude. <laughs> you know, like the the contrast of you being so tall and dark skinned next to Noah's, you know, paler, almost Twilight-esque <laughs> look. Yeah. 
Boy, that you is. know, <laughs> um, and then and then myself, like I, I just felt like between the three of us, we had so much representation on screen, mm-hmm. um, and it was it was lovely, you know. Yeah. And it, and it in the end, I was very proud of it. And then to have the movie come out and to wake up the next morning to a bunch of just frantic messages from the producers and and from Jen, mm-hmm. you know, asking me if I could go on my IMDb and just mention the fact that i'm half filipino mm-hmm. <laughs> and i was like why do i have to do that exactly you know like yeah but but then on the other hand i'm like i get it <laughs> and it, it sucks that i get it you know yeah, it's such a um, weird economy and people look ask me okay well have you know it's like you're it's a cross between uh, uh the dilemma of are you a actor hispanic or hispanic actor you know which one and, and and society doesn't really have to do that it's just you know i was born in lincoln nebraska yeah i'm an american uh with in I, I i bring with me a lot of culture that 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 has formed my life you know yeah. speaking spanish you know working with other actors you know the last the last job i had i was a, a, a terriers i was a policeman from tijuana man and right. i was uh, <laughs> had to uh you know speak with an accent like this and say and talk to these guys you know i don't know what you're talking about but you know i had to you know bring in the accent and it's a i was a tijuana cop in terriers right um, guest starring on that and that stuff and you know that they bought because a i brought in the accent uh you could tell i was taller than the other actors and that really wasn't a dilemma. They just made it work. Right. You know, I, I like to do more cop roles, but I don't really, I just want to be myself. A dude from, I'm from everywhere. I'm Lincoln, Nebraska. I'll have no memory of it because we never lived there. But I want to be more, you know, I can take on the American roles, as you mentioned. You know, uh, uh, Hamilton can be played by anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, and even people of color can see, hey, that can person can be that person. This person can be that person, you know. It doesn't have to be a white guy, yeah. And, you know, and no offense to it, you know, that culture either. I have a lot of you know white friends just like you do, and they they kind of wonder that too. You know, hey, Renee, do you you know, is there any other roles that you could play? And I, uh, you know, hey, I'm waiting, I'm searching, I'm always looking, I'm always got my eye out to do something. Um, uh, I was once, uh, um, what was a uh, not 18 Wheels of Justice. It was another show shot here in San Diego. Um, and it was directed by um, the guy who, who Rocky was boxing. Uh, um, Apollo Creed? Apollo, yeah. Uh, Carl Weathers. Yeah, yeah. Who's, he was who's directing. been great on The Mandalorian, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And funny, I haven't seen that yet. Don't tell anyone. So, uh, <laughs> so he was directing a scene where I was a an AA um, counselor, and I was at a meeting and I was directing that. That was a good role. Now I can't, I can't find the footage anywhere. Wow, and, 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 but it was great to meet him and yeah. it was great to be in that role. And I really look forward to doing that stuff like that, where where I'm more. There's a lot of me in that role yeah you know i've been 
in, in counselor settings. I've been in uh, settings where, you know, you have to help people in their dilemma and, and, and treat it with kid hands and, and gingerly just kind of move the issue forward so they can come to the resolution. I live for that. I love that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I always tell people when you're acting, like it's about coming from a place of truth for yourself. Mm -hmm. that, yeah. that, that's how you make an audience believe in your character. Mm -hmm. um, and I was watching Kung Fu Ghost and I thought, where... Where did I come from in terms of like a place of truth for myself for Kung Fu Ghost for Grandpa, who's so wildly different from yeah. myself? Um, but I think for me, it like came came down to doing like the real work on it. Like I shaved my head, so I mm -hmm. lived in that look every was, day for a month a, and a half. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I got to experience how regular people out in the world, like looked at me differently with that hairdo, you know? And, mm -hmm. and, um, and then for me, like finding that point of truth was just about, it was about paying homage to things that I love. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, I mentioned in a, in a kid's first interview recently, you know, that grandpa's a, kind of conglomeration of a whole bunch of different influences so there's a bit of my mom yeah right yeah. <laughs> a bit of my, my mom that kind of forceful par parental uh entity and then there's a, a bit of uh pat marita from karate kid yeah. you yeah. know which which was you know karate kid was one of my all-time favorite movies Absolutely. as a child i watched Love. it hundreds of times yeah and here. i didn't watch it for daniel larusso i watched it because yeah. i loved pat marita i you know mm -hmm. again in the representation stuff mm -hmm. i could see a man who looked like my uncles and mm -hmm. you know reminded me of family members in this character in that film and and i just ate up everything about um about Mr. Miyagi growing up and, mm -hmm. and it did open my eyes to a lot of Japanese culture and yeah. the kind of tragedies of world war two, which has become a massive passion in my mind to, mm -hmm. to learn about world war two and all the things that happened there. And I, and I got all that from yeah. watching Pat Morita on karate kid yeah. you know? and, um, and that's the power of film, right? Like it's the power mm -hmm. of seeing yourself on screen. I get it. And so I, I, I was really just, in a lot of ways, paying paying homage to to Pat Morita, and then you know Pai Mei in Kill Bill, of course, you know with the mm. you know the pulling on the beard and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then there's a little bit of Jim Henson's The Dark Crystal in there in a character called Agra, and uh. and if you look on the poster art, <laughs> you see the the one eye down and the one eye up. Um, that got more <laughs> pronounced as the shoot went along. <laughs> as I became more and more Muppet like yeah. as, as we went, but uh, there's definitely a bit of that character Agra from that movie. Who's a mystic and always seems to know a bit more about things going on than the rest of the characters around her. Like I yeah. felt like that was grandpa too. Um, you know, so I, I drew from a whole lot of different places. Yeah. Um, and in that and way it came from places of truth for me, right? Like these are things I care about. These are things I, I love. And I brought that stuff to the screen. I brought the love of those things to the screen. 
Um, and I hope that audiences see it too. Yeah. Uh, it, it's fantastic. Yeah, I was uh, on, on, on site as an acting coach and helping all the other actors and giving some direction and so forth. I never gave you any kind of direction because you were doing what you were doing. It was spectacular. I'm like, let him go with it. <laughs> I remember asking you at one point, I was like, you got any, uh, you got any tips there, Renee? You got any pointers for me? You're like, no, man, you just do what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. It worked. It worked. You were doing like, fabulous. Okay. I, God, let this guy go. He's doing fine. <laughs> Uh, I had I had a lot of fun with the character, especially once I found the voice and and once yeah. I got in the gi and everything. It was hard to get out of him sometimes while we were. Shooting. Oh yeah, and you see you at Carl's Jr. I want the uh, give me Western cheeseburger. <laughs> no Western. <laughs> really tough to do since I was always in that look, you know. Yeah. Especially once we started painting the gray in, because then then it just didn't come out. Like driving yeah. home, picking up dinner, like. I looked like grandpa, like <laughs> exactly, exactly. What I, I got from people everywhere I went was, uh, was really interesting, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so what, what all do you got going on now, Renee? Are, are you, are you still out there looking for, for new acting jobs as things um, kind of picked up since pandemic has kind of started to move to endemic? Um, well, yeah, it's cut. Are back. you, uh, are you out singing? I, I know I've seen posts that you're out singing and, and doing the band thing. Yes. I have a gig this, uh, Sunday, you know, Labor Day weekend because we have, we're off on Monday and there's a lot of stuff. Restaurants are really, you know, pushing the party on Sunday night too. Right. So I have a gig then. And, uh, uh, I have a full band at, uh, September 10th at the, uh, Somerset Winery in Temecula. Oh, nice. Full band. Yeah, uh, very cool. Maybe I can come guest at one of your performances sometimes, sing a song with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've been we've been talking about singing together for a while, but we haven't haven't quite yeah. made it work yet. <laughs> yeah, let's uh come over to my garage and we can fire up a few tunes and say, Okay, let's work on that one, make it less sound like flawless. You know, you know, that's another thing as a musician, as an artist, you, you, there's there's an element of perfectionism. Oh yeah. You know, and I just can't I can't put that down because, you know, in in orchestra and in cooking, there are no mistakes. You know, right. you have to, you know, from its inception, when you put it in the pan and so forth, you finish it and put it on the plate. It has to look perfect. Yeah. Perfection is is something a world which we've kind of lived in. And, and and we almost look for it in other areas of our life and it makes life more difficult. Or not just myself, but you know, others around me, friends, family that don't have that yeah. you know, perfection mentality. Yeah. And, you know, there's even other musicians where uh, that don't exactly have that perfection mentality, and then you just want to look at them like, you know, I can't believe you played that note. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I, I, I totally get. Yeah. You want to practice and rehearse and make sure you got it down before you take it public. Um, when we did the Jumpstart a Life telethon a number of years back, um, there was an opportunity for me to sing with one of our celebrity guests who came in, and she she was super excited about it. And mm. you know, in the end, I, I I backed out of it because I didn't feel comfortable since you know, a I hadn't sang 
publicly in ages and and b i hadn't sang anything with her and she's a recording artist. she actually has albums and everything out you know and and i i was like i don't feel like i'm in a position where i'm ready to jump in with you like that like mm-hmm. if we could rehearse ahead of time that'd be great but you know she only had the one day to come in so next time maybe (laughs) (laughs) yeah i know that feeling yeah let's 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 get together let's rehearse and uh and absolutely jam a little bit and you know yeah at the very least have a good time oh that's the main point man it's the garage (laughs) the garage is always a great time right that's uh that was my mom's rehearsal space all growing up man like yeah we 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 did marathon four day long karaoke jam sessions in the garage you know it's like a filipino way but (laughs) that's the way to do it yeah my mom was a singer too i don't know if i've ever told you that yeah yeah, i do remember uh, yeah yeah she she did she did the lounge thing and, and uh yeah so every time i sing i sing i i I think of my mom which is always nice beautiful keep that with you i will well renee thank you for sitting and chatting with me and uh you know thank you for for being awesome in kung fu ghost um you know it was a it was an independent film to the nth degree right like yeah not enough time not enough money (laughs) rush our way through it get it done and uh you know we got it done because of professionals like yourself who showed up ready to play and and um you know, I, I, I'm just honored that I had the chance to share the screen with you. Well, I couldn't have said it better to say the same thing back to you. It's, you know, amazing that I get to share the screen with you, too. And it's and you, know, you did some fantastic work there. Thanks. Uh, I, I look forward to the, our, ne- our next gig where we play cops. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> You know, you know, in the in the in the true vein of the modern uh, filmmaker, we just need to write something for ourselves. Yeah, yeah, we should. That'll so. be good. Well, I, f- I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of collaboration when the podcast is done. We'll 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 keep talking. We must <laughs> and singing. Every service, call my service. We'll do brunch. <laughs> All right. Well, Renee Fernandez, thank you very much for joining us on the Intellectual Podcast. Uh, for all of you who've come all the way through the episode, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. If you're joining us on the YouTube channel, um, please like and subscribe. Everything, um, Renee. Is there social medias that people can follow you on? Yes, you can go to Renee Fernandez Music on uh, Facebook, uh, Renee Fernandez 967 on, on Instagram. And you can check out my website at ReneeFernandezMusic.com. Awesome. And of course, you can find The Intellectual at The Intellectual on pretty much every uh, platform that's out there. And I am at David S. Dawson on pretty much all of the majority of platforms, except for Facebook, where I am the real David S. Dawson. And until next time, folks, this is The Intellectual Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will catch you all again on the next episode. Hello there, citizens. I am the terror that flaps in the night. I am the floaty that will not flush no matter how many times you try in the toilet bowl of crime. I am Darkwing Duck, telling you please talk hard and enjoy the mindgasm. <laughs> Whatever the heck that means. After all, you are watching Intellectual Podcast with your ears.